1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, everyone. From day. the
0: studios of 97.1, the Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm your gracious and humble host, Terry G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode, I was a little surprised by fan reaction that I saw in the Oklahoman about all the changes that had gone on with the Oklahoma City Thunder over the past few weeks, and I'll tell you why I was surprised, and I'll break down ultimately why I think season ticket holders are still so positive about where the Oklahoma City is going in the future. We'll hear from Barry Tramble as he calls Russell Westbrook the most famous Oklahoman In history. And I'll tell you why I disagree with that. And I'll give you a few examples of people whom I think really still ultimately connect with people from entertainment and from sports in Oklahoma. And then we'll wrap up talking about what's best. Would it be best for the Oklahoma City Thunder to go into the lottery this year? Or would it be best for them to make the playoffs? All that coming up here. On the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'm Eric G. That is my name, if you don't know who I am. And I am the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I am also the editor-in-chief of Thundermaven.com. Do me a huge favor. Follow us at BasketballMaven.io slash Thunder. And don't forget this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. I had the opportunity to read Eric Horn's article in The Oklahoman this week, and actually it was a two-part article that was getting reaction from season ticket holders on the current direction of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and would you have hung on to your season tickets if you knew Russ and PG were going to get traded, and how difficult will it be for you to sell your tickets on nights you're not going without those guys being there. And the overwhelming majority of the people in that article were very positive about the direction of the Thunder, and let me tell you why they were positive. And it's a three-step process. First and foremost, fans knew this team was stagnant, and ultimately what they had come to expect is that the Thunder would have a really good regular season and then get knocked out in the first or at best second round of the playoffs. And I don't think there's a single Thunder fan you could uphold between now and the beginning of next year that honestly thought the Thunder had a real chance of winning a championship. Well, since Oklahoma is a winner's state and since the state of Oklahoma, which is founds the majority of its sports love on college football is really about winning championships, then just going to the playoffs and just having good regular seasons, no matter how entertaining the basketball was, was never going to be good enough. And even though Paul George was an MVP candidate, he had two bum shoulders, Oklahoma City Thunder fans weren't real sure about how soon he was going to be healthy and be back. So in the Ricky Bobby mentality the way oklahoma reacts and I, i'm sort of speaking to you if you're not from here but the way oklahomans react on this is if you're not first you might as well be last and blow things up and start working towards on how to get to first so i think fans at least have much more hope because when you don't know the direction of a team i think it's a lot easier to see what could be as sam presty would say than what might really be. So instead of looking at the reality, what fans are looking at is to be hopeful about the future. The other thing I think fans had come to expect from here on out is that Russell Westbrook was always going to be a treat to watch. It was going to be fantastic to go out and buy some Russell Westbrook gear and talk about the three straight years of averaging a triple-double. But they didn't see Russell Westbrook necessarily getting better. You'd seen the free throw shooting percentage go down steadily over the last three years. In fact, it took some dramatic hits in the last three years, going from above 80% to 73% then down into the 60s last year. Russ, despite keeping the media on ice for 90 minutes after losing to Denver this year to improve his three-point and overall shooting, never really seemed to get better with that. And even though he had played well with Paul George or Paul George had at least conceded to him that he was the face of the franchise, I think most fans had kind of come to, to the conclusion that you weren't going to win a championship with Russell Westbrook. And if that was the case, even though Russ was great, fans would rather move on and get players in here they feel more comfortable Buying the team concept. Um, I think fans would also be more comfortable with having somebody who's the face of the team that has the reputation of being a team player and a guy that might be able to draw some free agents in. Even if Oklahoma City never necessarily becomes a free agent destination, fans have grown to at least believe that if you have a guy that people want to play with, they may that he may be charismatic enough to talk some guys to coming in here and hanging out for a couple of years to win a championship, even if it's not their most ideal location, but it's something they can buy into versus having a guy that people might say is a great teammate, but their actions show different. And it certainly looks like both Paul George and Kevin Durant saw something in Russ or didn't see something in Russ. And even though Paul George won't blast Russell Westbrook, he may have gotten to the point where he just felt like, okay, this has gone as far as it, it can. We can't win with this guy, or I can't accomplish what I want to with this guy. It's time to move on. And I think the fans were there as well. Finally, it's that Sam Presti-Midas touch. And, and now when you talk about the Sam Presti-Midas touch, you have to take a couple of things into consideration. One, When you talk about Sam Presti dealing a guy like James Harden, the only thing you got tangible from that, which was any value, was Steven Adams. And then you think about the drafting of Mitch McGarry and Perry Jones and the signing of Ronnie Price. That's one Sam Presti. But then there's the Sam Presti that that took Serge Ibaka and ultimately turned him into Paul George, which ultimately became draft picks. And And most fans right now are wanting to follow that Sam Presti, and they feel like with the plethora of picks that they have, then the Thunder can figure out a way to get better with all those picks, either through the drafts or trades. So this is why they're feeling a little bit more euphoric and are at least a little bit more positive about the direction. Now, if something happens that that Brett Dawson suggested today, I'll get a little bit more excited about this team because it does mean that there is a change in philosophy, and that is the Thunder could become a place where disgruntled stars get traded for, and essentially Sam Presti either builds a team around that, or Sam Presti's willing to take on your problem as long as you give this guy a draft pick, and who knows what happens when a guy gets to Oklahoma City. Maybe he likes it, maybe he straightens up, maybe there's a connection with the city, with the organization, whoever, that ultimately could turn into something good, more reasons to be popular. And as Sam Presti reiterated at his press conference earlier this week, when you're at a small market, you're at a disadvantage. So sometimes you got to be crazy or not so much crazy, but you've got to take risk and be creative when other teams in larger markets really don't have to do that. The piece that you wrote today uh, for the Oklahoma, you said that given the 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 way the league system is designed, small market teams are at a disadvantage. Can, can you elaborate on, on what you mean by the, the the way the league system is set up? You know,
2: the, the the point in that um aspect of the um of of the of the letter um, is is more to say this that yes, I think it would be silly for everybody to pretend that all these things are you know are 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 not. Um, not um, noticeable to everybody. I think everyone realizes that. But the, what I'm really trying to say is that that doesn't mean you can't have extraordinary success. Um, and I think you can just look at a lot of the different teams in the in the league and, and and the fact that they that they have. But I think the way in which you go about that, I think, is important. And I think you have to be able to run your own race and figure things out. And I think that's what makes the league great. Um, and I think we've been able to do that. Um, and so of several other a lot of other teams Um, so it's not so much that it's um, a limitation as much as it is an opportunity for us to figure out okay how do we create um, the best opportunity for this franchise to have as long a run as possible and not be in a situation where um, we don't have a path forward which truthfully if we were um, getting to the end of next season um, and um, I, th- I thought we were personally. I-, I was excited about the year, especially with some of the additions we made. Um, but you know, we could have been faced with you know looking at this, especially from a financial s- standpoint. Um, you know, and you know how much longer are we going to be able to sustain that payroll um, with those types of contracts on the books going forward? Um, you know, we, we might be looking at the same exact situation, but without the opportunity to proactively kind of generate this path or these dual paths that we've that we've tried to create out of the, you know, uh, out of the situation in July.
0: What blows my mind is that Sam Presti still has to condition this fan base as to how the Thunder are going to have to operate. And I thought that was fairly obvious when Sam Presti said last year the only opportunity that this market would have to get a guy like Paul George was to make a trade for him. I thought like right then that fans understood this is what the Thunder were, this is how they were going to have to operate, and it sort of put into perspective as to where Oklahoma City was on the scale as compared to some other markets. And I think fans will always go back to San Antonio, but they were winning championships, and you've got Greg Popovich, and there's the comparisons there start to get a little weird. I I will always think about Going back to 19 years ago, when I was on the radio as a producer for WWLS, producing for Jim and Al, and getting absolutely blistered in an argument with them about whether or not Oklahoma City could be a major league market because I was on the side that it couldn't based on economics, population, TV market, etc. There was a lot of things playing into it. But the bigger discussion was... Will businesses come to Oklahoma City just because you have a major league team? And, yeah, there have been more businesses sprout up around downtown, but it hasn't necessarily been that economic boost that I think some people wanted it to be. Still, more good than bad is coming out with the Thunder. I certainly support them, Um, and not I'm just a guy that reports on them and talks about them every day on the radio, but I'm also a fan. And I would say that for fans, um, nothing is giving them more pride in this city in recent years than having the Thunder around. So for all these people who, are having, who have season tickets that are still going to go, you are my favorite kind of fans, the ones that are going to support this team through thick and thin because they're definitely going to need it. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up next is Barry Trammell right. Well, I'll tell you why he's only halfway right about Russell Westbrook being the most famous person from Oklahoma ever. And this podcast is being brought to you by Untuck It. Don't be like Eric G. And grab a a shirt out of the closet that's a button-up shirt that was not meant to be untucked. Because it doesn't look good. You you grab that button-up shirt, you're wearing it with jeans. You need to tuck it in. Well, you go to untuckit.com. You can buy all sorts of shirts that were meant to be untucked and look great in the office and look great on dates or whatever occasion it might be, and you use the promo code NBA, you'll get a discount on your first purchase. It's untuckit.com.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama.
0: Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. And Barry Trammell was recently on ESPN radio and had this to say about Russell Westbrook being the most famous person in the history of the state of Oklahoma. He remains an all-time hero. It's possible that more Oklahomans know Russell Westbrook than know any other other person who's ever been affiliated with the state. Politician, entertainer. I can't think of anybody who who has connected more in some way with the Oklahomans than Russell Westbrook. It's hard to disagree with Barry Trammell because there isn't a person in the media in the state of Oklahoma who is as well-researched, and builds an argument better based on that research and it's just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, the guy is a walking, talking encyclopedia of sports and, and his memory is just as sharp as attack. So things that he saw as a kid, he can remember, whereas just comparing him to a guy like me, all the events of really the last 10 years of my life kind of run together. Barry does a very good job of separating those out. So please understand that I have the respect of Barry when I say that I disagree with him on this. And as far as Oklahomans that still connect with people, still to this day not only bring a sense of pride but also bring a sense of meaning into the state, number one, and as much as it it pains me to say this, is probably still Garth Brooks. Now, granted, the, the older people like me get... The more that fades because it's been a while since Garth Brooks has been really relevant in country music, but the dude still sells out the dude still sells out every concert that he plays. I mean, whether he has a hit in the next 10 years or not, he's sort of like the Rolling Stones. People want to go, they want to hear the old stuff. So they'll go to Garth Brooks. And there's something about music that touches the soul in a way that I think in a sense sports sports can't get to. Sports can get close, but may not really connect on that emotional level. I will say, from a from a sports standpoint, you've also got to talk about people like Barry Sanders, Heisman Trophy winner, greatest greatest season in, in college football history. I think you've got to talk about people like Mickey Mantle, people like Johnny Bench, who have been extremely famous. Um, I don't know if Bart Connor really falls into that category, or even a Shannon Miller. Uh, But then you've got your Sam Bradfords, who were born and raised in Oklahoma and not only performed well for maybe the team in Oklahoma with OU football, but also went on to have somewhat of a successful career in the NFL. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray had to fall in there. Um, But ultimately, Russ does stake his claim to it as one of the most famous. And maybe, maybe by the time... I am in my 50s, which isn't too far from now. I might 100% agree with Barry Trammell, but I still think that there has been such a wealth of talent come out of the state and sports and other fields that it's hard for me to say that Russell Westbrook is number 1 overall. Russell Westbrook had his, speaking of Russ, he had his introductory press conference with the Houston Rockets, and he says it's tough leaving Oklahoma City.
3: It's tough, man. It wasn't something that will stay with me the rest of my life because I I basically grew up there in Oklahoma City, 18, 17 years old in Oklahoma City. And the the people, the organization have never done me wrong. They always stood up for me and my family and always had my back. And I'm very, very grateful. And I don't take that for granted. And like I said, Sam and Mr. Bennett and Coach Brooks, Coach Donovan, the whole staff, everybody over there, they always have my best interest. I can do nothing but be thankful and be grateful to what they did for me.
0: Oh, Westbrook's right when he says that the Thunder always had his back because they completely let him control the organization, and that was very evident from Sam Presti's exit interview this year. However, Russell Westbrook leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder was not that tough a decision for him, and it wasn't that hard because it isn't the same team that that he grew up with, and it isn't the same organization that had success and Russ, as we touched on with everybody else in the first part of this segment, talking about the fans, knew the Thunder was stagnant. And when it's not the same team or you know it's not getting any better, it becomes a heck of a lot easier to leave someplace. And I don't know if Russ said that in his press conference, but if he didn't, he ultimately did everyone a disservice, and that's something that should definitely be pointed out and unlike Paul George well okay just like Paul George Russ said the uh, trade was completely mutual
3: crazy process honestly but it was collaborative effort it was a process that you know obviously came very very quickly but thought it was the best decision for me in my career right now and to be able to reunite you know with a brother a friend to be able to do that is uh, something that you, you dream about and you live for and that's something that was exciting to me
0: Yeah, not buying that either, because I don't think in any way, shape, or form Sam Presti wanted to get stuck with Chris Paul and his contract. You're getting rid of Russell Westbrook for one reason, and one reason only. That's to shed salary, not gain it. And even though there's still an opportunity to trade Chris Paul, maybe before the beginning of the year or sometime during the year, yeah, this wasn't completely mutual. This uh, This was essentially the Thunder doing the same thing for Russ. As they did for Chris, uh, as they did for Paul George, which was okay. We're going to acquiesce to what you want. We'll take it on the chin here. We'll get some draft picks out of it, but ultimately, yeah, I don't think the Thunder necessarily made out really. I don't think the Thunder necessarily made out good in this trade right now, um, because you still you're still stuck with Chris Paul, and until you can get rid of him. And until we see what the draft picks turn out to be, it's hard for me to say that they won. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll discuss, is it better to make the playoffs? Or actually, I'll tell you why. The Thunder might as well make the playoffs this year. And we'll get to all that next right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget, GRIP6Belts. That's GRIP6.com bringing you this podcast. The belt buckles look great. They fit right up against your waist. There are no holes, there are no flaps, and this makes a great gift idea. It's grip6.com. Use the promo code LOCKE or just slash LOCKE and get a discount on your first purchase.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G, and we close things out today talking about making the playoffs versus getting into the lottery if you're Oklahoma City. And I understand that you have two first-round draft picks as long as you are inside the top 20 um, with that with having that top 20 protected pick that right now Philadelphia holds on to. Um, and my attitude, at least with this last draft, was unless you were picking number one overall, everything else really seemed like a crapshoot. So if I'm the Thunder, yeah, I want to get into the playoffs this year. Now, can they do it? We've already had that discussion. My thought is no, that there's just way too much. There's you're too in flux in order for for there to be any continuity on this team and for you to have a real shot at making the playoffs this year. But it simply comes down to this. Considering the fact that most fans do not expect much out of this team, and you've got a season ticket holder base that's wondering if, hey, on nights I can't use my tickets, am I going to be able to sell them? Am I just going to have to give them away? Am I going to lose money on this process? It's much more easy to get excited about a competitive team than one that is completely going in the tank, which is not a word that Sam Presti would use. In fact, Sam Presti wouldn't even go so far as to call this a rebuild. Clearly,
3: starting a rebuild. How severe is the rebuild going to be? Will you get into what we would term tanking?
2: Um, well, this is what I'd say. I say that we, we're. I wouldn't say that we've started to rebuild. As I said before, the primary focus for our organization, based on the circumstances that we, um. Inherited this summer is first, we need to reposition the franchise. Uh, second to that, we need to replenish the franchise after 11 years of um, you know not ever being able to do that because we were in such a pursuit for uh, maintaining a, a team that could that could get to the postseason and contend in the postseason year after year after year. Um, and then ultimately, you know, we'll we will just like every team in the NBA or in pro sports ultimately have to, to rebuild the team. But that, that tends to happen organically. Um, I, I can't sit here and tell you um, like when that process will, will enact itself. Um, only that our vantage point and our view is always going to be to create the most and longest runway for success um, and not to shortcut that. And that our decisions um, from this point on are going to be based on generating as much value for the organization as possible so that we at um, some point can recreate an elongated period of success like we've been fortunate to have. Um, that may not necessarily you know, begin itself next season. Um, I think we've put ourselves in a position to have... A lot of different options as a result of, of the transactions that we've been able to make, um, but um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that we've started that process. I think you know our focus right now is on the team that we have. It's going to be a different iteration of Thunder team than than we've seen um, over the last several years. Um, but uh, you know, I would just say that we're going to take a very long view to make sure that we're putting ourselves in position to have us. Longer run of success in in Oklahoma City as as we possibly can and not shortcut that process.
0: Okay, Mr. Presti, we all know it's a rebuild. But if you're rebuilding and winning at the same time and people look at this team and they're playing hard and they're nostalgic for Chris Paul and the Hornets days that were here in Oklahoma City and they like Shea Gilgis Alexander, that's going to be a fun team. That'll be a team that'll sell tickets, that will sell jerseys, And get Oklahoma City, if not excited about Thunder Basketball. Actually, they'll be excited about Thunder Basketball. But more importantly, you'll feel like you're going out and watching a quality product. And that's certainly worth the drive downtown. So, hey, look, if you've got the choice and it's even remotely possible this year, make the playoffs. Even if it's an eight seed and you could just win two games in the playoffs... That might actually be a better payoff than what we've gotten the last couple of years. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody, love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder. You up. are
1: Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A hey, Prime members.